God is faithful, church. He is running after you. No matter how far you run, you can't outrun God's goodness. Amen? Amen. That's a song that lets you know how much God loves you, how much God pursues you. Have you stopped to think about it? He's just that good. You can't outrun him. You can't hide from him. Even though you may be in a dark season in your life today, God is still good. Amen. That darkness could be a whole lot worse. But God allowed you to go through. The Bible says, Yea, they all walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. No evil. Why? Thy rod. He is your protection. Amen. He is your deliverer. That's why we're here to praise him. Amen? Amen. He is your redeemer. He bought you from a mighty long way. I'm excited this morning, church. You need to turn this one off. Because I don't want to I don't want to get people they like, whoa, he's that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy today. You don't understand what God has been doing in my life. Last time I was supposed to preach. I was knocked off. I had vertigo. I couldn't stand. Every time I stood, the room spin. And I got a little wife, and I didn't want to fall on her. <laughs> you see this little woman trying to hold me up as the room spinning? Yeah, it was a funny sight. But God's given me a great opportunity to come back to greet you with the word of God. And so I'm excited today. We're going to talk about deliverance from death, deliverance from death. Bow with me in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we come, God, just thanking you for your goodness and your mercies, which are new each and every day. God, we thank you for this moment that we had to worship you through the preached word. God, I pray that you would unstop ears. God, I pray that you would open up hearts that we would see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and that we would give you the adoration that through your holy name. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And all God's people said, Amen. We're continuing in our series, uh, the ministry of Elijah, when a breakthrough. When God brings a breakthrough, deliverance from death. I'm going to read the uh, seven verses, and then we're going to jump right in. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I have the Christian Standard Bible. It reads like this. One of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, has died. You know that your servant feared the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take my two children as his slaves. Elijah asked her, What can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go out and borrow empty containers from all your neighbors. Do not just get a few, 
then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour into all these containers, set the full ones to one side. So she left after she had shut the door behind her and her sons. They kept bringing her containers and she kept pouring. And when they were full, she said to her son, bring me another container. But he replied, there weren't any more. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on the rest. The word of the Lord is blessed. Uh, we come to a passage today uh, where a woman is caught between a rock and a hard place. Have you ever been in a situation where it's just like it's raining and then it just starts pouring? You just keep getting bad news after bad news. And you don't know which way to turn. A lot of times we turn to podcasts. That's the big thing today. <laughs> you got your favorite podcasters, right? When you're going through, you go to a podcast. Self-help books. They feel. Everybody wants to fix you. Some people go to drugs and alcohol. My favorite, Dr. Phil. <laughs> How's that working for you? Quoting Dr. Phil. He tells you all these things that you need to do, and you'll be happy. Well, we have a situation where uh, a woman had a major problem. She was in bondage, and not knowing exactly what to do, because the text will tell us in verse 1, it says, One of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, has died. That is a loss. That is grief. Everybody remember March of 2020, right? We experienced what kind of loss? We lost our freedom to come and go. We've never seen, well, in my lifetime, the whole country shut down. How many people went stir crazy, staying in the house? I know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Some of us rebels did not stay in the house. We said COVID is not going to get me. And we ran about. But others, we lost our sense of the ability to go do the normal. And that created a grief in us that caused us to start looking inward. Can I tell you when grief comes, it should cause us to look upward? Because that means God is up to something because the Bible tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Also tells us that he draws near to the broken heart. So when you're going through seasons of God, I don't know what you're doing, it's time to look up because your breakthrough is right around the corner. And what happens is so many of us look inward. The answer is not inward. You've got to look up. And we understand she looked up because she called to Elijah. 
Elijah was the man of God in that time. He was the word of God to the people of God. The Bible tells us, Hebrews chapter 1, back in the beginning, God spoke through the prophets. In ancient times, he spoke through the prophets. But now he's speaking through his son. So we understand she turned to the man of God and she said, man of God, your servant, my husband, has died. You know that your servant feared the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take my children as your slave. She didn't even have time to grieve. The creditors were right at her doorstep. Anybody understand anything about debt? You know, we're in trillions of dollars of debt in the U.S. So we know something about debt. We have these uh, buy now, pay later programs. Don't raise your hand. How many people love it? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. You know those programs, there are some people smart somewhere that says, the longer we can extend this out, you'll forget and in the fine print at the bottom, it says interest is accruing from day one. If you do not pay off on your due, and you know your due date and your payoff date are never the same. You know how I discovered that? Because I tried to pay it off on a due date. And I called the people and I said, why do I have all this interest? I paid you back. They said, sir, you had it until this date to have no interest. But your due date, your interest had accrued because you didn't pay it off. You need to pray for me, boy. Because <laughs> I had some choice words for them. Because the interest was way more than I had anticipated. Just like interest is way more, that sin that you think is little, it's way more than what you believed it was. It's enough to keep you separated from your creator. But we'll get to that later. But she had this God-sized problem. Look at how she called her husband. He was a servant. Who feared the Lord. But not only that, she lived in a community you see that little phrase, the sons of the prophets? They were students. They were all living in a communal area. So I'm believing other people heard that her husband had died. And now, when her husband had died, there were creditors standing at her door, waiting to take her two sons. Any mothers in here today? I got a little wife. You start trying to do something tonight, two little girls. <laughs> she gets all kind of strength, and she starts raising up. I'm like, sweetie, it's okay. It'll be okay. Something about mothers and their children. Something about how mothers pray for their children, even when their children don't know that their mother is praying for them, for their deliverance. You had this mother who knew God, but also knew the man of God, where to turn when the problem arises that she can't fix. And understand, there were ways to get out of it. Moses in the law. It's 
stated that, yeah, if you can't pay your creditors, you can voluntarily go into slavery. So he gave permission, but it was not for forever. You see that? Year Jubilee. Year Jubilee. That's the, that's the time when they understood that all debt would be wiped out. That was 49 years ago. That's a long time to be in slavery, 49 years, to wait to that one year to where I get back everything I just lost. But Moses permitted it, so therefore she understood that my children can be taken away because I have this debt that I can't pay. You know the best thing about a prophet? They had ways in the Old Testament to tell whether you were a true prophet or not. Remember Elijah walked with Elijah for many days, and he started being known as the prophet in the area. And so people started coming to him. But a true prophet always points people back to the God of the Bible. He doesn't look to take credit for himself. Deuteronomy chapter 13, 1 through 3 tells us that. But he also does what happens, what he tells is fulfilled or comes to light. You'll find that in Deuteronomy 18, 22. So she understood who Elijah was. But now let's look at the question that Elijah poses to her. Elisha asked her in verse 2, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Stop right there. I'm like, Elijah, they're talking about taking my kids, and you're asking me what's in the house. How many people find that odd? As I was looking at this, I'm like, This woman is breathing. They're threatening to take her kids to slavery. And you want to know what I have in my house. Let me ask somebody, what do you have in your house? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm just trying to ask you. David, see, you put your head there. <laughs> That's, that's the quick way to get a teacher that follow. <laughs> Amen. I want you to see, God only needs a little to make it much. The little that we have, we never think God can use. Right? right. It's always, God, I need more. Take that little that God's given you as your income. Watch it multiply when you use it for his glory. Too many times we discount the things that God has given us because we act like we need more. Because the problem is that big. And she said, your servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. All right, we're getting ready to come to a fork in the road. She has a great debt. All she has is oil. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I got this debt. I got oil. He's talking about oil. What am I going to do with that oil? Has anybody ever just started questioning God? God, this really makes no sense. 
this is a dark season that I'm in. And you got me talking about a jar of oil. I need some more hope. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you all should know it. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart, lean not in all your ways. And he'll do what? He'll direct your path. How many times do we lean on our own understanding? How many times do we say, God, I see the problem, but I have this solution over here. Do you know God is working in all of our lives? And God, what God is doing in your life is just not for you. We're about to see how our community gets involved in blessing this family. Too many times we understand somebody's going through it. We know what there's happening in their life. But you say, God, how, how can I help? What can I do? Part of it is when you know because in Bible time, they didn't have great big doors like yeah. When somebody was going through, they knew, right? How many people have little witnesses, uh, people that knock on your door? Jehovah's Witnesses? Do we still run and hide, act like nobody's home? It's okay. Yeah, I do. It's like, yeah, I don't feel like arguing today. I, I don't feel like telling you you're wrong. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it. But I learned today, this week, at Towson University, we studied Acts chapter 9. And it was amazing to see how God worked in Saul's life. But had Ananias was the one that had to minister to him. So many of us are like Ananias. No, God, he was killing people. Why are you bringing him to me? Why are you asking me to share Christ with him and baptize him? It's not about who Paul was, Saul was. It's about what Jesus was going to do through Saul to make him Paul. Too many times we don't see what God's doing in other people's lives. So we shrink back and say, I, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to be. It's greater than me. Her problem is greater than what I can do. So when you hit that fork in a road, don't lean on your own understanding. Understand that God's at work in your life, in the life of the person that's coming to you. But the question is, do you believe God enough to act? So many times we know God's at work. But we say, I like that. They go again. <laughs> they understand God is working their life. And they gave a praise. But she's at a point where she's like, okay, okay, God, let's move. Look at 2 Kings 4, 5 through 6. Look at her faith in action. So she left. After she had shut the door behind her and her sons, they kept bringing containers, and she kept pouring. Look at that. They kept bringing containers, and she kept pouring. 
part of what their assignment was, they had to go ask their neighbor if they had any containers. They had to humble themselves to share that they had a need. Can I tell you? We're needy people. We're all needy. I think the hard part about it is once you got a little money in the bank, you don't think you need like you really need. Because even the money you got in your bank, it's his money. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns it all. So they had to humble themselves and they had to go knocking on doors and it says they had to go out and borrow empty containers from all their neighbors. Then he told them, don't just get a few. Can you think with me for a minute? I got a debt problem. They're getting ready to take my kids. My husband is gone. And you're telling me to knock on people's door for containers. How many people are struggling? I'm like, God, I need deliverance. I don't need containers. I need something greater than the containers. works in obedience. You do the little thing, he'll do the supernatural thing. You be faithful to what God's called you to, and God will be faithful to what he's going to do. Too many times we're like, God, you move first. Maybe it's just me. I'll talk to this side of the room. <laughs> God, if you move and you open that door, then I'll go through it. No, God says, no, you go fill out that application first, and then I'll get that application moved to the top. The problem is we always want God to move first. Faith is believing God, trusting God. And it's just not on a whim. The object of our faith is God. It's not in our abilities. It's not in what we can create. It's in what he can create. In the beginning, God created what? Genesis 1.1. -1. Out of nothing, God called everything into existence. So you think if we have a little problem, it's going to cause God to lose hope that he can do something? Does he think it's going to make him feel less than? I think a lot of times, and we even see it here at Valley, God is moving in amazing ways, and it's because of the faithfulness of God. God has called this church to witness to this community in such a way that the rooms in this building that used to be empty are occupied by people in the community. Y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> Nate, I'm going to have to help. You had a whole gymnasium 
that sat dormant. No use. Monday night, you got pickleball. And the people keep coming. They say, I saw you there. I knew you were in church, but I didn't know what you were about. Now watch this. As they come there every week, they tell somebody else. You know that church over there? He holds pickleball. And you know what's the nice about it? I'll talk to you over here. They don't want to listen. <laughs> God is being so gracious to us because they're loving on us. Amen. It's amazing. Right. These are different folks coming every week. Okay. You didn't like that one? Friday night. think too, we got to do all. No. Do what they did. They went out. And they kept bringing home the, the jars and she kept pouring. God's going to do his, his part. He's going to do the supernatural. We just have to be willing to be used by him in a mighty way. And then look at how this church chapter ends. In verse 7, the provision of God. So she went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Recognizing if her neighbors weren't willing to share, she wouldn't have enough. But because they were willing to be used by God, to use what they had to be a part, they were being a blessing to them. That's what God called Abram to do. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nations. How many of us think, as God blesses us, that we're going to be a blessing to the nations? Your giving to valley is not to valley. Your giving here is to God. And what God does, he raises up missionaries that we support that go 
see how it's a community thing? You may not be able to go to the nations. You may not be called to the nations. But God is raising up missionaries here. And he's using this small body to reach the nations. Once again, you missed your Okay. Jim. Oh, you're not sleeping. Okay. Uh, Jim, you know why we got to reach, reach the nations? Thank you, Jim. Because there's a debt that everybody carries. And that debt is called sin. You can't work hard enough to bring that debt load down. You can't style your hair good enough to be pretty enough to get rid of that debt. I'm just telling you, it's a debt. And it weighs on you. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. That means each one of us carries a debt load of sin. But you know, as the men are studying Colossians, it tells us a great truth. It says he erased a certificate of debt with its obligation that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. You recognize all that we sung about today? About him being nailed to the cross. It was not his debt, but it was our debt. You know, that reality of sometimes I feel like I'm worthy of things. Anybody else? It's okay to be on the Jeremiah. Thank you. <laughs> I remember when I was dating that young lady there, I played basketball in college, and once in a blue moon, I would show up to a nice restaurant, take her out on a date, Mike. It was a great time. <laughs> and then the waiter would bring a bill. He would sit there, and he says, sir, don't worry about it. Sorry, hate you. Mike, I'm looking around. I'm like, who's waiting for it? If you won't pay that, I got something else over here. Why? Why? I hear, I hear you, Jim. 
Why? Because you can't pay that debt. You're not holy enough. And the Old Testament priests used to go into Day of Atonement once a year. You know what? Before they went in, they had to pay for their sins. So they had to kill a bull first. Jesus didn't have to kill anything. He walked right in. And then the Bible says that after he made Anybody after a long day, you come home and you sit down, that means it's over. There's no more bulls, there's no more pigeons, there's no more anything. The only way back to God is through Jesus. And if you've never put your trust in Jesus, today is a great day to do that. You have a great debt, and he has already paid it. He just needs you to accept that gift, just like I accepted the gift of the free meal. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you're struggling in your faith and you just need somebody to pray for you. At the end of the service, my, Pastor Mike will be down front, David and myself. If you just need prayer, we're here to pray for you. But if you want to join this church, I told you all the things that God's doing here. It would be a great opportunity for you to join what God's doing. And if he's calling you to this ministry, we would love for you to have you. We got plenty of things to do. Pastor Mike's getting tired. He's younger than me. So if he's getting tired, imagine what I am. But it's about what God's doing in your life. It's not about us. It's about why he's placed you here. Because there are other people that need to hear the gospel. Won't you join us in sharing the love of Christ? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you for the word of God that helps us to understand in your arms, little becomes much. God, I pray for that one who may be struggling and not understanding how to get out of the debt. I pray that they would see Jesus as their payment and that they would recognize they no longer have to do it on their own. It's already been finished. And so, Father, use these few moments. Speak to your people. Draw them to you. We'll give you all praise and glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you would all stand, we'll sing one last song. As God has moved in your heart, go ahead and respond. <laughs>